Hey, Josh. Hey, Kay. And hello, everyone listening. We're back with episode two of the PV Pod, Stories from the Marrow. Brought to you by Pharma Essentia. Thanks, Pharma Essentia. Let's do a quick recap. Last episode, Dr. Bose, who's an expert in myeloproliferative neoplasms, got us up to speed on the basics of polycythemia vera. We learned a ton of new words like myoproliferative neoplasms. Nailed it. (laughs) Dr. Bose gave us a great overview of PV itself. If you skipped episode one, definitely go back and give it a listen. As someone who went into this cold, like we know so many patients do when they first get the diagnosis, it was a great first glance at polycythemia vera and what it actually is. But as for this episode, who are we hearing from today? My name is Nick Napolitano. I am 44, just turned 44 years old. Oh man, happy belated, Nick. I live in Westchester County. I am married to my beautiful wife, Karen. I have two boys, uh, Jake, who's five, and Nicholas, who is nine, soon to be 10, which is uh, crazy. And happy almost birthday, Nicholas. Nicholas. And we're hearing from Nick today because... I was diagnosed with PV in 2016. The thing with PV or MPNs in general is that everybody's road is completely different. Mine was very nondescript. Um, It was diagnosed through a physical and they flagged my blood counts. And then that's when I got uh, the diagnosis. They tested me for leukemia or the the PV or MPM mutation, the JAK2. Wow, so he found out after a normal annual physical. That's really scary to have no idea it's coming. That must have been hard to hear. Yeah, it was a big week for Nick for a couple of reasons. A couple days before, we also found out that we were expecting Jake, our second child. So we we basically ran through the gamut of emotions that week. It was heartbreak. It was disappointing. You know, I, I was actually seeing the hematologist, oncologist in the same like cubicle as we were, we would go see the gynecologist. So it was just very surreal knowing that I'm looking across and, and knowing that I'll be here often over the next nine months, God willing, but also the other end of it, going in to see the hematologist oncologist to talk about the blood cancer that I have. Surreal seems like a really good way to put it. How did he handle all of this? So obviously for Nick, it's like twofold, finding out you have cancer and also finding out you have a son on the way. But Nick touches on something a lot of PV patients experience, especially when they're first diagnosed, which is struggling with their mental health. And then your mind skips ahead and what's to come and and you're not educated at that point. So you immediately go to the dark place, which is where I went to. Immediately went to how long am I going to live thinking that I didn't have much time left and just playing life's memories, right? Like skipping ahead to, you know, graduations and weddings and um, just all the life's moments. And I was absent from those life's moments. And so that really took a toll on me, I would say, in that first year, especially. That's completely understandable. If you're in Nick's position, how could you not just immediately drift into a dark place? I think something important to note here is when Nick said he wasn't educated at that point, which led him down that path, and is why it's so important to get educated about PV as early as you can. That's a moment of truth where you can really impact the patient um, one way or the other. 
and you know it was delivered to me in a very nondescript way um you have this jack 2 mutation but thankfully you don't have leukemia i'd like to do a phlebotomy today right like that was it and so i didn't really hear anything past you have you know polycythemia vera right like my mind went sort of blank and i don't remember much from that i do remember leaving saying i need more time leaving and, and walking to my car i just started to google stuff gosh so many people experience stuff like this yeah, the internet can take you down all sorts of paths. It seems to me like Nick was not left with a lot of answers. And when that happens, your mind starts jumping to worst-case scenarios and filling in the gaps of your knowledge with imagination. Not great. Not great. It's hard in the moment when you get shocking news like that. But it's so important to have a good relationship with your doctor and not be afraid to ask questions. Here are some things Nick wished he heard when he was first diagnosed. Knowing what I know now, right, that this is a long-term journey. Stating that up front, this is something that you could live long-term. Everybody is different, but you can live long-term with this. There's more options now than there were, you know, five or six years ago, but there were still options back then. Here's some support and resources that you can go to to get trusted information. Because as you know, once you start Googling, you go down a rabbit hole, right? You find all sorts of information and you don't know what to trust. So hitting that up front may have may not have prevented sort of the, the mental health spiral that I went down and sort of thinking about all these life moments and me not being there. That's more of what I wanted to hear versus, you know, here it is, let's, you know, let's start treatment today. Your doctor can really set the tone for your first understanding of and relationship to PV. Did Nick have any idea that something was wrong before that physical? Were there any warning signs? The diagnosis did shed some light on a few things he had been experiencing. I didn't really have any specific symptoms. Now, looking back on it, I did, but at the time, I just sort of ignored them. So it definitely itching and fatigue. And then I think back, knowing what I know now to high school and even younger and having blurry vision and headaches and nausea coming at me all at the same time and basically just going blank at the dinner table and just hoping that nobody would talk to me because I couldn't really respond to someone. And so I, I would just kind of be there like, but not really be there and just kind of fight through it. And it would last maybe five, 10, 15 minutes, and then it would go away and then it would kind of come back. And I would just, I just thought that was sort of normal. Itching, especially after showers, headaches and fatigue are all really common symptoms. Yeah, but if you don't know you're looking for something, you wouldn't necessarily associate those symptoms with anything in particular. You might not even think of them as symptoms at all. Exactly. So. Nick gets the diagnosis. He has sort of an emotional and totally understandable response to it. What happens after that? Kind of like you, Josh. He had a lot of questions. We sat down and we said, let's go through a list of questions that we have. And we probably had about 20 or so questions for the doctor. And so it was everything for, you know, can I live with this long term? Because there's conflicting information on it, right? Uh, what stage? Am I in? And, and we know now that there's no stage for this particular cancer. How quickly will it progress? Do I have to go get chemo, right? Am I going to go on a, on a drug? What options are available? How do I handle my symptoms? And then can I talk to other patients that have something similar just to get their perspective? And so it, it kind of ran the gamut of questions. And I remember that doctor really spent a lot of time with us answering those questions. And I remember him drawing out on his whiteboard, basically the genesis of, of where 
it comes from in the bone marrow and, and kind of the stem cell mutations. And it was really, that experience was really a great experience versus where I had started. This sounds a lot like what Dr. Bose did with us on the first episode. Our time with Dr. Bose was a really great place to start. How's Nick doing now? Yeah, I, I'm in a really good place. There are so many options now. I'm getting help from a mental health standpoint. I have really great doctors that are talking through options with me, and I'm a, on a really great FDA-approved drug um, that I'm doing well on. And so the point of that is just be proactive about your care because there are options, right? Don't put yourself in a bubble that this is what I have to do. There are a lot of options out there. So Nick is doing well. Nick is doing well. Well, I guess then I would kind of like to know, and I'm sure our listeners would like to know. How he got there? Well, yeah. We're going to hear more from Nick. He's got some great advice for patients and caregivers that he's learned over the years, right after this quick break. So you're learning about PV on the PV Pod Stories from the Marrow. Now get ready to take the next steps on your PV journey with What's Next PV, an educational site on everything polycythemia vera. Knowing what's next can help inform the decisions you and your doctor make about the future and is important to your health. What's Next PV can help you understand test results, set goals for the management of your PV, and make a plan to advocate for yourself. Check out www.pvbonemarrow.com to learn more. So how did Nick go from being in that dark place he described to where he is now? It took work, and he didn't get there alone. The best thing I ever did was share my story and get involved in the cause. And, and I know that it's different for everybody. But I really struggled with this mentally in that first year. I internalized everything. And to get it out in the open and just talk about it, and I don't think my story is any you know great story versus someone else, but the act of, of getting it out of my brain and out in the open um, and then the support that I received in telling the story was healing. Uh, that's, that's not to be too dramatic about it, but it was very, very healing to me. And I loved how that felt. The first thing that I did that really opened up the healing process was a documentary that I, that I did. And I remember it really educated my wife, Kara, because she, I didn't really express to her what I was going through on a day-to-day -day basis from a mental health standpoint, but also symptoms. It educated my family because I did not tell them the same thing. I, I wasn't communicating. And my friends as well. And so so that documentary and some of the things I did since that point really educated my community. And that was a little long-winded. I apologize. No, Nick, don't apologize. That was amazing and helpful for all of us to hear. I know. So we aren't the first people Nick has told a story to. No. Well, one, I'm super proud of Nick for sharing his story in a documentary because, Wow. Two, I'm sure there are people listening to this who are thinking, whoa, I can never do that. I don't like being in front of the camera or behind the mic. I don't have those skills. So what else could they do to accomplish the same thing? Sure. It seems like at its core, it was the simple act of sharing that really made all the difference. He chose making the documentary because it was right for him, but just like opening up about anything else, opening up about his PV has been really critical for Nick. Yes, it helps me, but then you quickly realize that it's about other people as well, and you just want to help other people and, and have them, if they're struggling with the mental health 
aspect of this. Know that there's help and there's a community out there. And I know some people aren't comfortable and I wasn't very comfortable, but to think I could have had that from the start, you know, it just, it was eye-opening to me where um, I just gained new support, a new whole new support system. Other people, community, support system. I think I know what I want to ask about next. What's the support system look like? Yeah. It's on multiple different fronts. It's, it's family, it's friends. I've been very fortunate enough to make connections through the stuff that I've done in the MPN community, doctors and patients. Um, I have a network of about you know three or four patients that I text with regularly. It's been invaluable, right, to share experiences. And that's also part of the awareness part because we are a rare disease and the community is small but growing. And so the more that we can get out there and share experiences, the better that we are. That is so cool. Having a community of people you trust who know what you're going through can really make all the difference when you're facing some of those challenges and living with PV. What are some of those challenges? They vary for everyone, of course, but this is what Nick had to say. I think it's the unknown. There's no rhyme or reason to the symptoms. They could flare up one day. They could be quiet one day. They could last a week. They could last a couple of hours. They could last two weeks. The unknown of when this will progress because it is a progressive disease. You know, I still worry about that. Even though I'm trying to be proactive with it and being uh, on a drug, I pull blood work from 10 years prior to diagnosis. And those numbers were high at that point, right? And I talked about symptoms in high school. So how, how far along the progression trail am I? I think I'm further along than what my diagnosis is. And so I, I still worry about that. And I know a lot of patients worry about progression. But the good news and the flip side of that is, is there are a lot of different options right now. So although I am in a better place mentally, I still think about where this can go. And I still think about the frustration of, of the randomness of the symptoms and just the overall unknown. Yeah, wow, that would be tough for anybody. I can't even imagine. How has his family been taking it? They've been involved, my immediate family and my extended family and friends have rallied around the cause and have attended events, have contributed funds to my fundraising. And so it's really a great thing, a great thing to see. Okay, and then at the beginning of the interview, Nick mentioned he had some younger kids, right? He does. So do they know about PV? How did he talk to them about it? Is it scary for them? One question at a time. We recently told my older son we just felt like it was time and and he was sort of kind of involved in some of the things that we've done and he started to ask some questions and and so we told him and it was one of the best things that we've ever done i mean he he was he was so smart in some of the questions that he asked you know i left out some details i just said i know you've asked some questions and dad goes to the doctor a little bit more than most people i kind of deal with something that i have to get checked out um, and then he asked some details and I didn't provide some details where it's blood related. Um, and I make too much blood. And so we just have to monitor it. So I, d I don't make too much where it can cause a problem. And he was so sweet. He, you know, I have a brother who's a dentist. He's like, can uncle Ronnie help? And I said, that might be, uncle Ronnie helps greatly because he's got that, that medical mind, but this might be a little bit out of his area of expertise. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. And it motivated him more to help. And he asked me how I'm doing on, on occasion. He wants to know when I'm going to the doctor. I, it's just, I'm so proud of him. Once you discover this support system, you know, I was so very scared to, to communicate. Um, and it's, it seems silly, but, but I think a lot of people are like this. But once you do, it just opens up so much support and love. 
So Nick is really advocating for that support system. Family, friends, doctors, and other patients. With any rare disease, I think it's it's really, really important to feel and to know that you're not alone. Not only for those shared medical tips like Nick mentioned, but also for that emotional support throughout the journey. And with PV, it really is a journey. You're living with PV for a long time. Does Nick have any advice about that kind of thing, the long haul of PV? The long haul of PV, that's a really good way to put it. And of course he does. I asked him what he might tell a patient who just received a diagnosis. I would say to to take a step back and take a breath, try when you hear the news that you have a PV or an MPN because this is a journey. You know, I equate it to a baseball season, right? I tell people this all the time where there's 162 games in a baseball season. You cannot overreact to one loss, one win, right? You have to hang on for the journey of 162 games. The same thing with PV, right? This is a long journey. You're going to have good blood tests. You may have a string of good blood tests and all of a sudden randomly you're going to have a bad one and your numbers are spike and you're going to be like, why? Um, and so you got to take it, you know, look at it across time and not overreact to any one specific event, right? Your symptoms might be really bad for a while and then they'll go away, right? Like I've had itching and then itching went away and it's like, well, why? <laughs> and so you get, you just learn to be patient with the disease and really not overreact to any one thing. So that's, that's what I would say most, just, just try and be patient, try and take it for what it is and don't overreact to any one thing. Are there really 162 games in one season of baseball? For every single team. But that's what makes it a really good analogy for, like you said, the long haul of PV. Okay, so running with the baseball thing. Here we go. The patients are the players, toughing it out for 162 games. Sure. But they've got a stadium full of fans and managers and coaches or whatever looking out for them from the bench. I see what you mean. So they're the support system, and Nick's just trying to score some goals. You almost got there. As a team. Sure. So does Nick have any advice for the fans? Even though they're not playing the game, they're sticking it out for 162 games. You're really sticking with the baseball thing. Let's run with it. Yes, he does. I asked Nick what advice he would give to a caregiver or a loved one of someone with PV. I would say, as patients, we may not have the ability to communicate the way we should, what we're going through and what we're feeling. And so there's the physical part of this where there are symptoms, and then there's the mental health part of it where, you know, you think about progression, you think about dying, you think about, you know, why did this happen to me? And there are a lot of people, including myself, that were not able to communicate that. So I would say be conscious of that and be proactive in, in understanding that that's what, you know, that person might be going through and, and maybe ask how they're feeling a little bit more. Share your experiences. I, I think people open up if they know that you might be going through something similar in a different way. If that opens the door a little bit. So just be a little proactive in, in asking how they're feeling. And, it may, and just know that it may not be physical, it may be mental. Nick has got so much great advice. He really does. And while, you know, his experiences might not reflect everyone with PV, he is sort of on the younger end of the average patient. His advice for living with PV seems pretty universal. So ask your doctor questions. And at the same time, hopefully people receive a more informative diagnosis than Nick did. Hopefully. Be careful of searching PV on the Internet when you're feeling scared or vulnerable. It can be overwhelming. 
definitely consider saving your questions for your doctor, who can have a more personal conversation with you about your specific experience. Communicate, 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 because PV can impact your mental health as well as your physical health. You got it. Oh, man. I'm sad to see Nick go. I think we'll hear from Nick again later on. We didn't even touch on his work in patient advocacy. This guy does everything. Let's wrap this up so we can get to that stuff quicker. Okay. We'll be hearing from more experts in the PV community later. On the PV pod. I got to say it this time. The PV pod, Stories from the Marrow, is produced by Believe Limited and Bloodstream Media and made possible thanks to our sponsor, Pharma Essentia. The PV Pod is hosted by me, Kay Vermeil, and my co-host, Josh Bragg. If you like the show, please share it with anyone for whom it might make a difference and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'll see you next time.